everybody, and welcome to the FYI podcast where we talk about faith, life, adulting, relationships, and finances. I'm Micah Keneally. And I'm Josiah Keneally. We're your hosts. It's a joy to journey with you. Happy Friday. If you're listening on launch day, we, of course, drop a new episode in your Mm -hmm. inbox, which is designed to help you start your weekend off strong. And uh, we unpack one of your questions. And this question is, what do I do when life Mm -hmm. knocks me down? Mm -hmm. In other words, said another way, how can I deal with discouragement? So if you are listening today and you've gone through a rough patch, maybe Mm -hmm. 2022 wasn't what you had hoped for. And you're trying to pick up the broken pieces in 2023, or you're listening, but wishing that somebody else will listen, go ahead, share this episode with them. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you for tuning in. And today's verse comes from Psalms 121. Josiah, what are you going to pull from 121? One through eight? Uh, This is actually my favorite psalm, I'm pretty sure. Let's read it. And uh, it says in verse one, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Mm. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I'll read on. He says, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, who he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Encouraging verse of the day today is that God's fighting your battles. Right. He's the lifter of your head. I love that imagery. And I just picture too the power of looking up. Mm-hmm. I want to tell somebody today listening to look up. Instead of looking down at your problems, look up at your blessings. Instead mm-hmm. of looking down at your worries, look up at your helper. Look up today. In fact, in the first office of my first job, right after I graduated from college, I was dealing with some discouragement. Can't remember exactly, but there was seasons of discouragement Mm -hmm. as a young adult. And I ran across this verse and I ran across another verse and I wrote the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. And I pulled first Samuel 30 verses six through eight, which talks about David encouraging himself in the Lord. And I put on my ceiling, you might remember this. Yep. I remember it. A note card three by five. Mm -hmm. And it said, the sky's the limit, encourage yourself in the Lord. So when I'd hit a Mm -hmm. struggle, look up, hit a discouragement, look Mm -hmm. up. And I just left it there for the next person. No, I'm, I'm joking. I, I brought it with me. He brought it with him. But, look up. Yeah. This I loved writing that yeah. on, on my, my ceiling. The sky's the limit. And we're gonna dive in today to um talking about dealing with discouragement. I would just say this hmm. at like every time I think I've ever been deeply discouraged. Mm-hmm. I think I was paying more attention to what people were saying about me versus what God was saying about me. Yeah. Talk for a second to the listener who's dealing with discouragement. What does God say about them? Who does God say that they are? Yeah. I think one thing right off the bat is just to, we're here to help you declutter, declutter your thinking, declutter the thoughts, declutter the words that have been spoken over you. Because uh, first Peter two, nine says, but you are a chosen people. You are chosen by God, handpicked by God, created by God. And it says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. You are royalty. And I think sometimes when we think about royalty, we have these expectations for how people should behave, right? You should behave. You should have poise. You should be respectful. You should be mindful and, and realize that people are watching and that how you are living out your life is how people are perceiving you and your character 
and your love for the Lord and love for others. So you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. And I think when we read that verse, if we were truly to unpack chosen people, royal priesthood, holy nation, God's special possession, and be able to declare his praises, we need to know who we are and whose we are before we can probably start living out the fullness of what God has for us. And so if you find yourself discouraged, know that you are chosen, you are loved. God sees you where you're at. It does not surprise him. It might surprise you. You may be somewhere where you never thought you'd be. You maybe be going through another semester of school, getting out of a relationship, moving out of mom and dad's house, making a cross country move, or maybe you want to be further along in life than you are. You're seeing other people around you be in relationships, get married, have kids, get amazing jobs, land their dream job. Let me just say this. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. And I say that to say, because I remember, I don't know what I read. And um, I just want to encourage you, if you feel like you're peeking over somebody's fence, wishing you had their life, God needs you to live your life because he's created you for such a time as this. And if you feel like you want what they have, I would say, start watering your own grass. You know what I mean? We peek over the fence looking. They have nicer grass. They have a better yard. They have a bigger house. They have a more beautiful family. They have more success. They have more friends. They have more followers, whatever. Start watering the grass that God is giving you in a sense of reading the word of God, getting in a healthy community, changing that mindset to be filled with joy and not filled with despair. And God will take you out of those miry pits and he will dust you off. He will pull you out. He will dust you off. He will encourage you and he'll set you back on solid ground. And I just want to encourage you, like if you find yourself that you're in a season, you're in a funk. You're like, oh my gosh, how'd I get here? I hate X, Y, or Z. Well, then something needs to change, right? So we're here to help you hopefully just identify what needs to change. And most of the times, if you're anything like me, you're probably Josiah. I'm speaking for you now, but maybe you can relate. If you can speak into this, a lot of it starts with our mindset. Spot on. And like Josiah said, it's like looking up. I'm going to, I'm not going to. I'm going to look up and share and be thankful for the blessings. I'm going to share God. I'm going to re- 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 go through their list and like recite what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for my health, my home, my schooling, my, my friends, my classmates, whatever. And when you start talking and praying out the things you are thankful for, you forget why you were even ungrateful in the first place, right? Yeah. And why you're even questioning or why you even feel discouraged. So I just want to encourage you to, to start looking at the friend groups around you because who we spend our time with is who we become how we spend our money. It usually shows where our heart lies and show me your friends and I'll show you your future, right? That's one of my favorite phrases. And it's very, very true. So I would just ask you, are you in a good, healthy community? Do you have friends that have your back? They're speaking life over you instead of death who are calling out greatness versus competing, comparing, and complaining. So when you have a, a community, when you have a church body, when you're attending church, you mean filled with truth and you're around a community that hopefully loves Jesus and is pointing you in the right direction. Um, that just helps change the discouragement in your life because guess what? Not everything, you can't always get what you want, right? There's that song, you can't always get what you want, right? And we can't always get what we want. And guess what? 
I will tell you this. I am so thankful that God did not give me what I was asking for in certain seasons or silly, petty prayers that I prayed out of an own, my own selfish heart or my own selfish desire or my own frustration or discouragement. And I just look back and I'm like, Lord, thank you for saving me from me at those times. Thank you for saving me from my own ridiculous prayers or thoughts. So I don't know. I just, I just want to encourage you right there. You're not alone. You're not alone. So true. Micah, when you were talking about two words, thought life, mm-hmm. thought life, like the renewed mind. I love what Tommy Newberry says. He's written on yeah. this subject, 40 day joy challenge, the four, eight principle, mm-hmm. which is talking about, don't be anxious about anything, pray mm-hmm. about everything, mm-hmm. whatever is pure, noble, excellent things that are worthy of praise. Think about those things. The new mm-hmm. Testament of scripture, Paul actually writes in Philippians, what we should think about. Yeah. So if you're thinking about lies, think about truth. But seriously, if you, if you're spot on, like, but if you're listening and you've been dwelling on lies, Craig Rochelle says it best. Your life is going to move in the directions of your dominant, strongest thoughts. Mm -hmm. You need to have that filter of Philippians four verse. Is it true? Is it pure? Is it noble? Is it excellent? If it's praiseworthy, those are the mm-hmm. things to dwell on. And then we get mm-hmm. those, what Paul is also writing in Romans 12, one and two, the transforming, the renewed mm-hmm. mind. And right. so I'm talking to somebody today who's listening in and you have been having a really dark thought life. Mm. It even goes back to Micah, when you were talking about the things that God says about our identity, right. that we're in Christ, we're new a new cre- creation, yeah. the old is gone, the new has come the chosen people, royal priesthood, holy nation, special possession of gods that we may Mm. may declare his praises. You've got to come out of darkness today. Right. Micah, you one time said, don't find comfort in the lies of the enemy. Yeah. You've got to come out of hiding. You've got to come out of that darkness because the truth of you, if you're in Christ, you're going to live in a marvelous light. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that a dark thought doesn't come, but you're not going to entertain it. You're not going to dwell on it. And um, I think that where do these right. thoughts come from? Literally the pit of hell. Right. The The right. enemy has come to steal, kill. to kill, yep. to destroy. And I think one of the ways he does that is through discouragement. Which is our thought life, right? And I think that's why the Bible, when they sit, when it says, take every thought captive, Meaning like when that thought or that whatever memory comes into that brain of yours and you're taken back or you're, you know, thinking something you should not be thinking, taking it captive means that you stop the thought right there and you fill it with the word of God that like, no, I'm not stupid. I'm not fat. I'm not ugly. I'm not unhappy. Lord, I'm grateful that you have blessed me with a body that can, you know, exercise you know, and you just, you fill in those negative thoughts, those negative thinking, because the neuroplasticity and the ability that our mind has to create or recreate new paths of how we view ourselves, how we view others, how we respond is incredible. And the, the more you think in negative thoughts, we have over 60,000 thoughts a day, at least half of them, at least half are the same thoughts you had yesterday. Yeah. And that can be as simple as what am I going to eat for breakfast? What should I, should I brush my teeth or wash my hair? Should I do this? Should I do that? Those are all thoughts, right? And we have those negative thoughts 
it is literally like it's the trench is getting deeper every time you think that negative thought. But when you start taking that thought captive, it's going to be filled with goodness. It's going to be filled. So think about like when you are pulling weeds from a garden, when you're pulling weeds out, there's, there's left with a gaping hole, you know, if you're going to rip out an old garden and plant new, you have new soil and you're going to bring in new pots and you're going to bring in new flowers or new vegetation of whatever sort you're taking something old that's dead, that needs to be removed, pruned out. And I'm going to fill it with something that's going to flourish. That's going to be beautiful. That's going to be something new. And I just want to encourage you, if you find that in your thought life, pluck out that thought, call it out right away. Like, mm -hmm. no, stop, pull it out, go to the word of God or say something that's opposite of it. You know, because one of our friends wrote something and, and it's, he talks about doing something hard for a hundred days. And he talks about to be healthy is hard. To be skinny is hard. To be rich is hard. To be poor is hard. To be like, he goes literally through all these opposites and guess what? Both are hard. It's hard to be a leader. It's hard to be a follower. It's hard to be married. It's hard to be single. It's hard to have children. It's hard to try to get pregnant. Like all these different things. It's hard to get rejected. It's hard to be accepted, you know? So all these different things he talks about. So when you find yourself thinking something negative, fill it with something positive, true, noble, filtered through those things of chosen people, royal priesthood, holy nation, God's special possession. You belong with Christ and in Christ. You belong to him the moment you say, yes, I do. Like I am yours. My life is yours. And when you do that, there may be elements of freedom that you've never experienced prior to saying yes to him. Elements of healing that you never yeah. thought wounds could be healed. Not just put a bandaid on it to let it fester, but to be fully healed at the root of the cause of that hurt, that pain whatever it is, God has that ability to do all things. One of the devotionals that I've read along with scripture is by our friend, Pastor Daniel Fusco. Mm. It's called, you're going to make it. Yeah. The title alone, it's going to be okay. You're going to make it. Mm -hmm. And in it, he, he, it's a devotional and it's, it's like nine chapters, I think. And it's just so practical and the word of God. And one of the things that mm -hmm. he said get a dry erase marker. Okay. Like literally get a whiteboard marker for your mirror. That's good. And that's one of his challenges. And I'm adopting it from Pastor Daniel. But what do you need to write over the banner of your life? Mm -hmm. What thought do you need to look at the, in, a, in the mirror every morning? Mm. And, and baby, you do great at this, writing on the mirror. Oh, okay. And, yeah. And just like, maybe it's a verse, maybe it's a word of encouragement. Maybe it's to me or you or a visitor who's come to stay in our guest room, whatever it is, but to have a whiteboard marker, they work on the mirrors mm -hmm. and it doesn't like stain your mirror permanently. Right. Just make sure it's a dry erase. But that's one thing that's super practical. Mm -hmm. We're telling you to think about what you're thinking about, but we want to give you the tools practically that you need. And I think it's worth the $2.99 that you'll pay mm -hmm. at Walmart or Target or wherever for a dollar store dry erase marker. Right. And I found this to be the bottom of the line with discouragement. When I'm discouraged mm -hmm. and I need encouragement, that's when I go and give somebody else encouragement. Right. So if you're listening and you need encouragement today, give it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. how I think and how I feel completely different when I send that text, right. when I make that call, when I get coffee with somebody in, or I go out of my way to be a blessing to somebody. Right. When I need a blessing, be a blessing. When I need a yeah. friend, be a friend. When I need encouragement, I'm going to give encouragement. We reap what we sow right. and we sow what we reap. And I think that it's so important. Our friend Matt Brown says that he's never met an encourager without a lot of friends. Wow. Yeah. So become an encourager today. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe you won't immediately f- receive the encouragement that you need, but somebody else will. Yeah. So we're encouraging you to be encouraged. You're listening to the FYI podcast.